All right, here we go. It's podcasting time. Jenna Burton is there at the Cooper Clinic. I'm here at home in the James Cast podcast studio. Oh, there we go. Selfie. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while since Jenna and I have done this. It's Doc Talk with Dr. Jenna Burton. And you coined a new word for what we're going to be talking about today. Or at least it was a new word to me. What did we call it yesterday? Cause Cosmo medicine? Cos no. Cosmo wellness. Cosmo wellness. Cosme wellness. There we go. Cosme wellness. Well, I did make up the word. I was looking for a word I'd seen that was actually uh, a really good word. Okay. And I couldn't find it, so we made up a new word. Cosme yeah. wellness. I, I think that's the word. Cosme wellness. Or Cosme well. Cos oh. <laughs> there we go. Cosme well. <laughs> like that is the word. Because as I drive down a wassel road, which is <laughs> the is. mecca of Cosme Well. If you don't know Dubai, if people don't know Dubai, A, you need to get to Dubai and you need to check this place out because it is popping. And we've got conventions that are just going over the top. We've got great tourism. And hey, it's not just Dubai. It's Abu Dhabi. It's Sharjah. It's, it's yes, Mawain, Rak, Fujairah. I mean, you name it. I've missed a few Emirates in there. But there's a lot going on here. And wellness is, is the buzzword these days. But Cosme Well, Cosme Wellness is also something that is going strong globally and not just here, but I don't, I'm not so sure we talk as much about it, at least in, in this kind of a forum, as much as we do maybe amongst ourselves and, and very specific groups like, you know. Um, well, we should clarify what we mean by Cosme yeah. Well for kickoff. Jump in, <laughs> jump in, Jenna, jump in. Well, the point is, there's been this industry that looks at wellness. So how are we living? How do we prevent health? How do we live well in, in today? So that's like making sure we exercise, looking at how we eat, what vitamins do we take? Um, how do we sleep at night, et cetera, et cetera. And then you've got cosmetics and cosmetics was used to be about sticking some Botox and feathers in people's faces, which still happens. And it's still like quite a bit of the bread and butter as it were of cosmetics. But what, well, sort of we've always known, but we're trying to now encourage more patients to realize is that your skin is really a representation of how well you are underneath as well. So the two go really nicely together. Cosme well. Cosme well, there we go. It's, it's, it's sold. So, Let's, let's back up for just a second, because when we started talking about this podcast, we started talking about what we were going to talk about, you know, obviously the Botox and the fillers, just a quick review of what those are. Then I'd also thrown in, or we'd, we'd been talking about vitamins and supplements and I kind of, I kind of came out and said, Hey, those are two different things. And you came back and said, James, in the world of Cosme, well, those are part and parcel of the package. So why don't we, why don't we back up? and and have a little chat about Botox, have a little chat about fillers, have a little chat about vitamins and supplements. <laughs> so that might just wrap us up, right? But, and then, and then fill in the gap because I've also seen you doing some laser work with people and, and stuff. And it was, you had, you had I, I saw something on Instagram with some lady, you were looking at, at the black spot or dark spots under eyes. I wasn't quite yeah. sure where that was going, but it was, it was all very interesting. So, yeah, well, that's all part of cosmetic land. So cosmetic land now, we have new tools. So in the past, it was, you do your course on Botox and fillers. And then it was, you need to do advanced courses on lots of Botox and fillers. And then it was more about cosmetic dermatology, the use of lasers. 
the use of needling, the use of skin boosters, you know, there's lots of other things that go with it now. And it's, you know, it's going to continue to grow. It's, it's still really in some ways that it's infancy because it's such a huge booming, booming trade. Okay. So we're going to come back to skin boosters in a second. Botox, Botox 101. What, what's going on with Botox? Who needs it? What do we use it for in, in the world of cosmetics? Is it expensive? How long does it last? What's the side effects? Give us the one-on-one, Jenna. You know, I feel like maybe you're the only person in the whole wide world that doesn't know the answers to these questions already, James. (laughs) In fact, I was sitting with my wife yesterday, and we were were both asking, and, you know, I wonder how much does Botox cost? I didn't even have a clue what the fee is for for doing this. Well, it varies. So it depends on what kind of brand you're going to use. So a good friend of mine, she's a bit of a bargain barrel hunter, and she won't mind me saying that. And she can get Botox, I don't know where, I don't know how, for about 1,200 dirhams for the year. Unlimited Botox. Now, wow. I buy, like, the clinics I work in, we buy the Botox for the first time around at around that price. So how she's getting unlimited Botox at that price, I don't know. I personally... I don't like side effects. I can't be bothered with things going wrong. It's too much of a hassle. I've got three children, busy life. No one wants that. So um, so I only really use like the high-end brands. And so, so hold on. Uh, uh, pause for a second. There are multiple grades of Botox? Yes. Sort of yes. like you go to the Enoch Epco station or the Shell or the BP station, and you can get the 94 <laughs> level, the 93 level, the 90... So, be, wow! How do you so know if Botox, you're, how do you know if you're getting the, the good stuff? <laughs> Botox is a brand. So that so that the the word Botox that is a brand by Allergan, which ah. is one of the first people that ever came out, and they got their patency, um, not their patency, their licensing to say that it's FDA approved that you can use both botulinum toxin from the Botox Allergan brand in between your eyes in the glabella region, right? But then since then, there's been lots of copycats because it's just, you know, Botox, as it were, is a botulin toxin. So people can easily make botulin toxins. Now, I'm sure you speak to the manufacturers of the different types of products. They would say, maybe we spend less on marketing. Maybe we spend less on money here or research and development, but the products are the same. As a practitioner from a safety and ethical perspective, I like to use products that I'm aware of that have been on the market for a while and that I just feel comfortable with. So I tend to use uh, something called Dysport or Argan Botox. And it's sometimes depends on what the patient's looking for, their preferences to how tight a hold they want. But all of them, all in all, they would tend to last between three to four months. And they work in they work in the same sort of way. It's just um, the level of confidence that you have with that product, really. Okay. So when people are getting Botox, typically, you're, you're saying sort of, this area here, our crow's feet, those kind of places, that's where people are getting Botox on their face? Yeah, so there's a number of places that you can actually Botox people. You can, I mean, sort of do almost everywhere, to be honest, but you just have to be very careful. So each area comes with its own set of risk factors. So the most common area is is here, so your frown lines. Then you've got the lines that like on your forehead and then around around the eye region. You've also got the lines that are called bunny lines on your nose. Oh, those so are bunny lines. Like okay. Yeah, I, I get lines. that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, some, people, some people do that. Uh, I did it once to myself and I hated it because I felt like I couldn't smile properly. <laughs> no, is it, um, is it a, I, I want to interrupt you again. 
Because when you when you use Botox and and have you got a little bit here and here, have you put a little bit on yourself there? It's like, hey, of course, yeah. I okay. mean, I have done ever since I've known Is it? When Do you, you not remember this? What? There's been times that we've had an interaction and I've let somebody else do my Botox. I do remember And on those that. times, I've just become like a statue because I, I, I like to move my eyebrows. I like to be able to smile. I like to have some lines around my eyes. I like to, to reduce but not completely remove. But other practitioners are different. So whenever I've been to see a practitioner, I've, to be honest, I've, I've not always liked it as much because I feel like yeah. I've become a statue. Uh, okay. All right. So... Sorry, go to go back very quickly, you've got to round up this one little bit. That's not the only places you can use Botox. You can use it around your lips for smoker's lines. You can use it down here because sometimes um, uh, muscles become more pronounced in your lower face as well as you get older. Um, you can. I've used it on people's necks. I've used it around here to sort of thin out uh, around the jawline to, to mm-hmm. kind of thin out the lower face. I've used it to help with migraines, sweating. I've used it to help people that have got buxism, so they have like an overbite. Okay. Um, and sometimes they get swellings here and, and uh, TMJ problems. You, you can use it anywhere, really. TMJ? TMJ? Temporomandibular joint, Yikes. which is okay. uh, yeah. your bite. So, there, so there's a whole bunch of uses for Botox. And as you, as you said with your own use, varying degrees of application. So it's not a one, you know, you got to just put as much in. And when it wears off, it, does it gradually wear off or does it just go from being Botox to no tox? <laughs> no, it goes from Botox to less tox. Okay. So it, it gradually wears off. You know, Botox, it's a medicinal product. So botulinum toxin A is a medicinal product that used to be used and it still is used for people that have often got cerebral palsies. And what they noticed, they started injecting around the eye for people that had eyes that turned inwards. So they had an overpronounced muscle and that was maybe pulling the eye inwards or outwards. And so they used it to to reduce the effect of that muscle to allow the person's eye to sit more centrally. And when they were injecting it, they noticed that there were less wrinkles around that region. And that's actually how they suddenly started to explore the use of botulinum toxins in wow. anti-aging. Wow, that's really interesting. As you said, there is a cost associated with it, and that becomes one of the, the challenges when people are using this product because if it lasts four months at max, <laughs> that, that, can, that can start to add up. Yes, um, there's two different costs. There's the financial element, and it can be really difficult as a practitioner as well. I hate getting involved in finances, and I think that's the same with most clinicians. Like, just don't want to be involved. Yeah. And I find it very hard to see somebody struggling that really wants to do something, and they just haven't got the money. There's no insurance for it. There's no NHS. It really is money in your own pocket, and um, it, you know it's horrible. Someone's struggling with the way that they look and. You know, yeah, it's not like you can just sit and counsel them through it always. You can to an extent, but ultimately there's yeah. a, a desired look that they want. You can give it to them, but they can't afford it. So it's really it's really challenging for them, and it can be hard to watch as well as a practitioner. When I had my own business in the UK, I mean, I never really broke even because I always had special <laughs> offers for these people. And, yeah. um, and then at the end of the month, I think, God. I really didn't make any money. <laughs> um, sort of giving it out as like a, a bit of a, a freebie. Um, but, you know, there's other costs as well. Nothing comes for free, James. We right. say it every podcast. And the problem is, is over time, because you stop the muscle from being able to work, basically, you stop, you know, the, there's a muscle, there's a reset, sorry, there's a nerve 
there's a receptor, so like a gap, and then there's the muscle, and you stop the transport of information from the nerve to, say, contract to the muscle, so ah. the muscle can't contract. And over time, the muscles start to atrophy, they get thin, they, they almost like die away a little bit, and that can leave um, ridges in the face. It, you know, you've seen I had, uh, I've had bumps in the tops of my head as well because the muscles basically start to die out. You can also develop antibodies to the botulin toxin, which means it stops working eventually. You keep exposing yourself to botulin toxin A, eventually the body gets sort of like, hang on, what's going on here? And it can start to make antibodies to stop it working. That's another. Um, And the other is, if you freeze, and this is why I'm against freezing entirely, if you freeze part of your face, when you're trying to move, you will compensate in different areas. And Ah. when that happens... You then end up with more lines maybe around here, maybe sort of around here where you're trying to make that movement, but you compensate with different muscles instead. So you end up with wrinkle chases, we call them, which is where you have areas of absolutely no lines and then other areas that are heavily lined. Wrinkle chasers. Okay, that's really cool. So, I mean, there's there's a lot to be thinking about. Do, do you need to be uh, an MD to deal with Botox? or botulism injections? I don't think you need to be a medical doctor, no. Especially not for the technique. And if you know, if you learn your anatomy and you know the product inside out and the placement inside out, you know, you could be anybody really, theoretically. The problems are when things go wrong. You know, I've had patients that have had seizures after Botox. Yeah, they, they have had like undiagnosed epilepsy. More so for filler, like filler can go wrong. Um, much more easily than than Botox, um, but it's yeah. I I think there is a benefit to, to being a doctor. There is a benefit or being a nurse or whatever. We've learned how to counsel patients properly, manage their expectations. We've learned how to give them the side effects that they that, you know they can expect. We've learned how to deal with the side effects that can occur as a result of treatments. Um, and I think it's maybe all a lot of the, the stuff around the injections themselves that we can offer. Um, but the actual placement of the Botox, no, some of the, the best practitioners I've seen can be nursing staff because that's all they do every day, day yeah. in and day out. And, you know, of course they're going to be excellent at it right. because they're, right. they're, they're used to it and they, the training has been on the job training, which is, you know, better than anything really. But they're still in the medical profession. They've still got that training as opposed to, I mean, if you can acquire the product and you can acquire the the necessary delivery needles, I mean, anyone could really do it, but you don't want that. I mean, the tan box down in uh, Bromber Village. Yeah. That you go in for your uh, spray tan and you come out with your Botox. Yeah. You, I mean, you want to think twice about that. It might be a great deal, but think twice because the person administering it, if anything goes wrong, they don't necessarily have the training to deal with that. They're not in an environment to deal with it. And it, it is a medical, yeah. it is a medical substance. Well, I, I've had a lot of encouragement in the past from friends and family members to host Botox parties. And I've, I've always said <laughs> it's it's a medical procedure. There's absolutely no way, you know, yeah. everything should be sterile. Um, again, going back to the tan box or whoever it may be, they absolutely could do a decent injection technique, but it's everything around the outside. It's the non-touch technique that we, or aseptic non-touch technique that we have drilled into us from the, the moment, moment we step into medical school to make sure that we avoid any infections. You know, it's how to dispose of our needles appropriately and ethically. 
it's you know it's everything that goes with it and i don't think anyone should do botox and fillers on somebody without giving them some good skincare advice as well because it should be the last piece of the puzzle not not the first piece so what kind of skincare advice are you giving people when they're want to go down the botox route I mean, it obviously depends on the individual, but everyone gets talked to about sunscreen, like, of course. So sunscreen, agents that they're using at home, making sure they're using, like, good quality vitamin A and C and E, which are, like, the food for the skin, basically. Um, How they're washing their face. You know, a lot of people don't wash their face anymore sometimes. It sounds ridiculous, but... Really? They, what do you mean they don't wash their face? Put a little bit of soap on there? You're, you're, You've got OCD, so you would find this hard to accept. Um, but a lot of people will use like wipes for their face, you know, really? so rather than take off the makeup properly and then wash the face, they use a wipe. And then as far as they're concerned, their face is clean. Now that makes me shudder because <laughs> I would feel so dirty, but that's because I'm the other extreme, like you, about washing the face. And once you start doing it, you'll then look back and think, gosh, I can't believe I only washed my face with a wipe. But when you're in it, it's normal, it's natural. That's what you That's what you get used to. Um, so, yeah, I, you, you'd be I, surprised, James. I mean, I find it hard. I mean, I'm so glad I don't wear makeup because I, every time I, I, I end up, you know, you go and use the restroom and you wash your hands, I wash my face as well. So I'm, you know, because it just feels refreshed. I, I don't have any powder or anything on. I don't have any foundation on. So I can do that. So I can never imagine what it must feel like, as you said, going all day, then just using a wipe and say, ha ha, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, huh. So but that's, it's, that's because that's a habit you've got into and that's, that's now how you feel clean, but you know, everybody's different. Uh, some people don't have the ability to just go and wash the face in the day and maybe they're really tired at night or they work shifts. And so at nighttime, they just want to use a wipe on the way home, throw it in the bin and get into bed. And they uh, think they've done the right thing because they've removed their makeup and it says it's got cleaning properties. It's yeah. cleanser. They just put it in the bin. So, you know, sometimes it's really going back to the basics. Uh, so, but SPF always comes into it. The SPF and smoking, if people are smoking heavily, they're going to expect to get premature aging. There's no doubt about it. Smoking, alcohol, high sugar content, all going to cause, sadly, premature aging. Mm. So what's the point in doing tons of Botox and fillers if we don't have a little chat about be aware, it's up to you, but be aware that these are also going to really contribute to making lines and wrinkles worse. Have you, have you found after those conversations, and even though people might go for the treatment, they they adapt their their diet or they adapt some of their, you know, maybe cut back a little bit on smoking and things as just because they want to have the look, right? It's, you got the million dollar look for for peanuts and just great diet, great skincare and, and great medical advice. Do you find change happens? Change does happen, yeah. It's... It's a really fine line because you can't force something down somebody's throat too strongly because they will, re, you know, they're going to recoil yeah. and they'll be like, and you can shame easily shame somebody into not wanting to come back to see you, and that is never. That's a fine line, isn't it? Imagine. Yeah. So it's like being just sort of giving them a little knock and just saying, just be aware, like maybe this is something to think about. And then I will let them bring it back to me. And if they want to have the comp- a bigger conversation about it, then that's that's fine. But every time I see them, I just give that little tiny knock again. And um, but you do find, especially skincare regimes, people are always up for like, how can I change them? What yeah. should I do? Um, <laughs> Which cream is better? What about this stuff? What about that? I mean, there's, you go to Sephora, they've got like an entire wall. Every pharmacy has got shelves and shelves and shelves of skincare regime products. 
It's crazy. And it, they don't have to be that expensive. So obviously there are some really great products that do come with a hefty price tag. But if you see some of the like Clinique or the at the high end brands that have got like particles of gold in, that's not what we're <laughs> prescribing. And so we save you quite a lot of money maybe by giving you sort of alternative skincare advice. So yeah, um, so, so that that does make a change like people do make that change because sometimes i also save the money and yeah. um, the harder part is the smoking for sure like getting someone to get to quit smoking and to change the diet in sort of a small cosmetic appointment can be challenging but people have got to be motivated to make that change you, you talked about vitamins are you talking about you know the vitamin e the vitamin d are you talking about oral vitamins or are you talking about the vitamin cream things both oh, okay so I often will give people um, serums that, that have got loads of vitamins in. So what you want to do when you're trying to create change with the skin is why needling works, why lasers work, etc. is you're either causing some level of trauma or inflammation to the skin, which switches on the collagen making cells to make new skin. But then you need to feed that process. You need to feed it with the vitamins. Um, so I always tell everyone to take a multivitamin, a cod liver oil tablet or whatever they feel comfortable taking as their source of fat. Um, and, you know, if they're not taking anything else, bog standard, good, like a Solga brand, really good quality uh, multivitamin. But um, vitamins A, D, E and K are fat soluble. So try and take a fat product with it so you can absorb it. What better than a cod liver oil tablet? Very cardio protective, um, protective for the mind. Um, and then also apply it topically. So it's like inside, outside. It goes back to that, isn't it? It's, um, half, half joking, I thought, you know, you take the cod liver oil tablets. What, what if I just got a little bit of cod and ran it through my juicer? I, I thought, wouldn't that be... <laughs> I, I know. Can't even, I, I, I just, can't hide the stress on my face from that suggestion. That would be liquid sushi. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. horrible, horrible. But yeah, it, uh, yeah. Oh, it's okay. Don't even put it past you. I mean, ever <laughs> since I saw you juicing an aubergine, uh, I uh, yeah, who knows what will happen in that yeah, juicer yeah. of yours. <laughs> so vitamins, oral, some serums, and think about your diet. I mean, this is all common sense stuff, isn't it? But everything we talk about is common sense, yeah. really. It's, uh, it always comes back to it. But I think people don't realize that, you know, they come in about their skin and you're going to talk about things that they're putting into their mouth as well. Yeah. But obviously, if you are wanting to make change, applying something topically is going to be more concentrated and direct. So that's also important. Um, and a lot of cosmetic patients come in because they want, they, they, they can want IV vitamins because they want that IV vitamin glow. Yeah. Pull the face, go on, why? I, I, that's what I'm thinking, why? Why? <laughs> um, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with them, but it's for the right person. So the majority of the population will do really well with a multivitamin or even just using like a really good diet. But, you know, some people want to make sure they've got everything covered. Not a bad idea. Take quality multivitamin. But then the IV vitamins are for people that are maybe exercising to the extreme. Yeah. They may be very athletic. They're working really long hours. They're aware that maybe they're coming down with something and they feel like they need a bit of a boost um, or they keep catching recurrent infections. Um, so it's a really good way of sort of giving them a big shot of vitamins in one go. But it's it's not necessarily for the general public to be desperate for, but it does make you feel, yeah. certainly makes you feel good afterwards. Okay. But that's yeah. it's for the right person. We, we've, really, we've really had a nice little conversation about Botox. Anything else you want to add in about that? Because I'll tell you where we're going to go in our next meeting, we've already calendared it in. We're going to, we're going to pick up this conversation on, uh, oh, uh, what do we call it? Cosmo well, Cosby well, 
Cosme, Cosme Well. We're going to pick up the conversation on Cosme Wellness with the second part, fillers. But I also want to talk about needling, lasers, skin boosters, and fin- round out our conversation so we can put these two bits together as, you know, sort of the primer on, on this whole Cosme Wellness, the introduction to Cosme Wellness. And I think that'll be kind yeah, of fun. And then we need to open a clinic called Cosme Well. You know what? Someone is listening to this right now. They're they're taking down that name. They're both, they've already bought the web page and they're ready to go. <laughs> Good luck to them. Yeah, exactly, Jenna. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, James. And I know that you've got to get back to work. I really appreciate you taking the time. It's been a lightning cast talking about Cosme Wellness with Dr. Jenna Burton. Where where are you found, Jenna? Where can we where can we hook up? I'm at Cooper Health Clinic in J2 Mall and I'm at GMC Clinics or get me on Instagram at Dr. Jenna Burton. There we go. You want to go and check out all Dr. Jenna is doing, especially her her side project, which is Dr. Florence. And that is that's a lot of fun as well. <laughs> Jenna, thank yeah. you very much. That's a wrap. Thanks, James. Thank Take care. We're going to do it all again real soon. This has been Doc Talk. My name is James Pikeway. We're talking to Jenna Burton. We'll do it all again really, really soon.